They say when a baby is born, so is a mother. But while you are there to help your baby grow into the person he or she is meant to be, who is there to help you? Many women feel lost and alone when they become mothers, wondering, who am I now? Sometimes it feels like the transformation from woman to mother is as radical as a caterpillar's transformation into a butterfly. Did you know that inside the chrysalis, the caterpillar literally turns into goop before it rearranges itself into a butterfly? This podcast is about the goop, what soul transformation looks like as you transition from being a woman to a mom. Your baby's growth matters, but yours does too. You're not alone. I'm your host, Brittany Ming. Welcome to the Motherhood Metamorphosis. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Motherhood Metamorphosis. My name is Brittany Ming, your host, and today we have Sarah Springer with us. Sarah is an aspiring writer, a mental health advocate, and mom to five. She is co-founder to Love Will Foundation, a grassroots nonprofit organization that offers financial assistance for counseling services in St. Louis, Missouri. During the day, she works as a nurse practitioner, and in her spare time, she blogs under the name Rebel Housewife. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome. I feel like I learned so much about you just reading your bio because I follow <laughs> you on, on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm like, whoa, she's a mom of five. Same here. So that was really fun. I'm always bad about really talking. I talk about myself, but not like that kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when we were emailing about what to discuss on the podcast, you came up with a couple different topics, but one of them you mentioned was social media pressure. And I was like, yes, let's talk about that. Yes. I think it is such an issue today and it can really be crippling. Yeah. Moms. Um, So I just like you to dive in and tell me your story and why this topic is close to your heart. So I probably because social media came along when I was like, I don't know, 21. <laughs> so I had a long life without social media. When I had my first child and when I got married and had my first child, like I could get on Facebook and everything, but it wasn't like this big, huge platform. People didn't really use it for what they use it for now. I remember spending hours upon hours upon hours upon hours uploading my wedding photos and the birth of my child. You know, I mean, it was just a very, something that wasn't as user-friendly or easy accessible. And as I started having more kids <laughs> and those years went by, I mean, I swear, I feel like with every child, I ended up finding myself on like Facebook more and then seeing how people started changing how they were using it to, from something of just like, almost like highlighting, like, Hey, this is where I am now to this is what I'm doing at 8 a.m. This is what I'm doing at 10 a.m. This is what I'm doing, you know, and like just taking us through their day by day <laughs> in their diaries. And I all I felt like as like a new mom and like raising my kids and having more babies and all of these things, and then finding out what other people were doing, I was like starting to compare, like, what am I? Well, I only did this today with my six-month-old. I only sat and looked at him and played peekaboo for a few minutes. You know, I didn't like take him to the zoo or have this grand experience with him. Um, and then, you know, when I had two kids, I was like, man, it's all that I can do to like stay awake during the day. My kids are watching movies. 
<laughs> while I'm sleeping, while the baby's sleeping, my two-year-old's watching movies, I'm dozing off on the couch, just trying to make it through my day. And all these other people who are sort of seemingly in the same place as life in me are posting these things that are just like, I mean, they're living, they're making it, like they're doing things, they're thriving. And it just kind of, I was already a parent or a person who dealt with depression and anxiety. And I just felt like it was bringing out those things in me more. And I think I've spent a lot of time, like combating that, like trying to be like, no, it can be positive. It can bring something positive. It can do something positive. Like there's this positive side to social media. And I spent a lot of time energy trying to, uh, I think, find it and like be that positive part of social media. And it was interesting because <laughs> the outage on Monday, the great outage of 2021, outage of 2021, <laughs> I mean, like, big time, right? I was like, it was down and I was like, honestly, like, oh my gosh, free. Like, I don't, nobody can say what they're doing. Nobody, I have nothing to compare myself to. I have no idea what anybody else is doing with their day. So all I can focus on is what I'm supposed to be doing, (laughs) you know? And I was like, this is incredible. It's freeing and I love it. And I have been on this, like trying to make it on social media with my writing and getting my name out there and my words out there and like trying, I feel like trying so hard over something I have zero control over. I mean, I can't, I can put my words out there, but nobody ever sees them. So I was like that day, I was like, it almost gave me the push I have been needing to be like, I'm holding on to this like social media. Like I'm afraid I'm going to miss something, whether it's, you know, for a while I was afraid I was going to miss people's announcements, you know, like that they're having babies or that they're engaged or that they're doing something great. And I just wanted to like, I have to know what they're doing. I have to know what my competition is almost. And So when that went, I was like, I really don't need to know that. (laughs) I don't need to, you know? And so I think it brought, it brings out a competitive side in me and that brought out an envious side in me. And that day it was like the push I needed to be like, I think I'm done with social media. Really, I'm getting off of it. And it was interesting. Uh Oh, I have this podcast I'm supposed to be doing about social media. And I won't even like, I don't, I'm social medias and announced that like I was going to just not spend time and energy in them anymore and not really scrolling and all these things. I really, my chest has been lighter just the past couple of days since then. So my story is basically one of a love hate relationship with social media. And it just has fostered such negativity for me. And I just haven't been able to find enough positivity in it mm-hmm. to warrant the mental energy and emotional energy that I've put into it or that I'm trying to doesn't give me anything really. So yeah. it's a lot of you. So that's my, that's my social media story basically does that. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I was following your pages when you made that announcement and I'm like, Oh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So. Well, then maybe it was great timing for content. <laughs> yeah. So something that I heard you say when you were telling your story was this idea of FOMO, like fear of missing out. How do you think that moms or young moms, when they 
look at social media, how do you feel like that applies to young motherhood? Like the zero to five age range or even beyond that. Like when we look at social media, we think if I'm not involved in this, I'm going to miss out on something important. Mm-hmm. I think that it range, it can range from anything, honestly, from whether or not how old you are when you decide to start a family, how far apart you decide to make, you know, to try for other children and like the sibling differences and what you do with your kids and family outings you take and values that you put into your family. So, I mean, you might've been somebody who was like, I want uh, two kids and they're going to be five years apart and that's how that's going to go. And, you know, and then you're looking at everybody on social media and they're having them every two years. And then you're just like, wait a minute have I made the wrong decision by deciding that I wanted to wait five years to have my second baby? Maybe there's something better about a two-year age difference. Maybe that's why everybody's doing it. Yeah. And then you post to the mom group and be like, can you tell me like, what's your experience with having kids? What's the best age range to have? (laughs) And then you get a million different opinions because everybody has a different experience. And ultimately we have to remember to do what's right for ourselves, but we really get caught up in like we, we should be doing more, I think. And I, you know, even when it comes to holidays and doing things as a family and what your family values might be, you might be like, well, we, I mean, our family value is that our thing was that we would go and see like a breakfast with Santa. That was like our Christmas thing. But as like the years have gone on, I mean, there's like so many things you can do around Christmas time. Like there's breakfast with Santa's and then there's like lunches and brunches and dinners with Santa's and then you go to the mall to see Santa and then there's Christmas movies and then there's baking of the cookies and all these things and you're like finding yourself like I should I should be do- I need to be doing them I need to be making these memories with my kids and you just get to a point where you're just like are these the memories that I want to be making is this my value is this something I'm trying to pass on or is this something trying to keep up with because everybody else is loving it you know it's like a peer pressure almost type thing yeah it impacts new moms and what their ideas about motherhood should be and what, what, yeah, what they should be doing. It should be a lot. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I joined social media probably around the same time you did, because I'm assuming we're about the same age and I had kids right away and I did see it evolve, but I've seen it as my, my, I've had more babies and things like the pregnancy announcements got real big with like the videos and the birth announcements and on the gender reveals. I think I called my mom to tell her what I was having the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're ancient. I know <laughs> it's really funny to see how it's evolved. And I've had fun with those things. Like we've had fun with those things, but I, and I try to temper myself when I start feeling that fear of missing out Um, I try to be mindful of that in myself because it's like, I want to participate, but I don't want that to be my motivator to be like, if I don't do this, then I'm going to somehow miss out on something important because the important thing is enjoying social media and enjoying your family. Not like I have to post this or else somehow I'm missing the mark as a mom. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's really important as it to be a parent or a mom on social media that you are able to check yourself in that way. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I don't know if it's because I don't know what it is about me and my temperament, but I just am always, I'm like, I have to fight to do that in my mind. No, 
not, it's just, it's not worth the battle for me. That's what I decided for myself is that it wasn't worth it for me to keep trying to be like, okay, I have to remember, like I'm, I'm living my life. I'm doing what's right for me. I'm doing what's right for my family. I'm making these decisions based on my circumstances. You know, it was just, it's a very, I had to be very mindful and very intentional and like almost knowing who you are and what you want to go in just into social media and then be able to enjoy the online experience with other people. Sometimes I feel like, you know how, when you like send an email or you text somebody and people interpret tone, you know, but like, you're like, I just, all I was saying was, hi, I wasn't saying like anything. I wasn't saying hi or Hey, or, you know, like you just had no tone. I was emailing. I almost think that we get that off of social media that we're implying tone and intention to people's posts and to their words and building it up in our minds. And so it almost comes across as like, if you're not aware that that's what you're doing, like you're like, if you don't, we don't know what people are really thinking when they post, right? We don't know what their intentions are behind it. You know, most likely it's just to say, Hey, this was cool. I wanted to share it with somebody, you know? But in our heads, we're being like, oh, they just are they trying to make us jealous? Are they trying to tell us that they have a better life, that they have this fabulous opportunity and I don't? You know, like, are they rubbing it in my face? Yeah. And I think it can be a really dangerous mind game for people if they're not already secure and solid in where they are in their current, like, state of life. Yeah, that's really good to keep in mind. I also, I remember this time. Um, where I was looking at my Facebook feed and my husband and I, I think we were just laying in bed together. And I was thinking, oh, and, and I, he was looking at his Facebook feed. And I, I think I was saying, did you see this post, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, my feed is totally different. And I'm like, what? And I took his phone and I scrolled through it. And I'm like, your feed is really different than mine. Yes. And I, that, I don't know why that blew my mind, but it did that his feed was really different than mine. And I think that's really important to keep in mind for moms because what you're seeing on social media and what someone else sees on social media can be completely different. So keeping in mind that you're seeing someone's highlight reel or social media may be super uplifting for you, but super downer for somebody else. It's everybody's perspective is different. And so that can be really important to keep in mind that what you're seeing is not everybody else's experience. So even as you're saying that my mind is blown. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you're saying that you might think of social media and see your feeds are different than mine. Like that. It's really almost somehow they tailor it to you. (laughs) Oh, it's a hundred percent because he follows all these people. He follows lots of different people than I do. Like we only have so many friends in common and he follows lots of like funny meme things or like maybe off color joke things that he thinks are hilarious or videos about tools and like carpentry. Whereas I follow lots of people who are talking about mental health and like positivity. And I like curate my feed for positivity. So if your motherhood experience is like, you feel like everybody's doing things better than you, or you feel like you're failing or like nobody's telling the truth about how hard motherhood really is you don't have to follow those people if they're bringing you down. Like 
mute them, delete them, like snooze them for 30 days and follow people that like uplift you and give you truth that resonates with you. Like you have the ability to curate your feed or get off if it's bringing you down, like you're, you're considering and making steps to do. Yes. 100% that there is like, I guess they're in that way. We do have some control over what's on our social media feeds. When you can say, this isn't serving me. I need to be done with this kind of page and go seek out the others that, yeah, that line up because there's something for everyone out there. That's for sure. <laughs> so I know you're in this transition with your social media, um, but who would you say that you want to be on the other side of this story in your relationship with social media? Like, where do you see social media fitting into your motherhood story or on the flip side, your motherhood story without social media? Yeah, I'm leaning towards, I mean, I never say never because like I said, I've been on this battle for, I don't know, 15 years of social media, trying to find my place with it. Um, and so for me right now, I'm envisioning a life without social media and like a motherhood journey without it. And I, for me, what I want that to look like is that I really just experience my kids, like who they are, experience our family for what we do, enjoy what we're doing without shutting on ourselves and thinking that we're not doing enough or we should be doing more. I'm not making the right kind of memories or I'm going to regret this one day because I didn't enjoy it enough or try to get the picture right so that we can, you know, have it as proof that this happened. And, you know, like these things, I really just want it to be like, I'm just living my life and I'm just soaking it in and I'm remembering it for myself. And if I ever got back to social media, I would want it to be where I could really look at it. Like you're saying for like to curate a feed that really does serve me and to where I don't feel that competition that even if it's, I don't want to feel it. I just think it's like, I just was just, I've recognized being mindful of, how I'm feeling kind of thing. I was recognizing that's what it was bringing out in me. And so I don't want to feel competitive with these people with, you know, being able to not take as many family vacations as maybe some people can and not being able to do, you know, our big elaborate thing is like a camping type trip. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a uh, Disney world extravaganza. And I don't want to feel bad about that. (laughs) So if I go back on social media one day, I want to be like, that is amazing that they can take that Walt Disney world trip. And it is 100% okay that I cannot, and I'm happy for them and I'm happy for me. So it's kind of where I'm at in my mind right now. (laughs) I really like that you bring that up because I think it's so easy to internalize that I'm not a good mom because of what I see in social media. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm a bad mom because I don't do crafts with my two-year-old, like this lady who's posting all the time, or I'm not, we're not good parents because we can't take the fancy vacation. And that's so not true. Like that mom is living her best life doing crafts. And if like that brings her joy and she's posting like good on her, like you do not have to do crafts with your two-year-old. If it like brings you major anxiety that they spill pasta all over the floor and you're like, damn it. Now I have another mess to clean up like that. You do not have to internalize that (laughs) at all. And so it's so easy to slip into that. 
It is. And I think that's where the confidence and knowing who you are and what you bring to the table before even entering into the social media realm is really important. You know what I mean? Because if you already have that, that confidence in yourself, then you're not gonna, it's easier to not fall into that trap, but it's a very natural, like, I think that's something social media brings out definitely. Mm-hmm. And for us to be aware of letting people live their best lives, whatever that looks like, and not meaning that it taking away, and it's not taking away from our lives just because they're doing that. Right. I know. I mean, this was not like a, oh, I've always been like this. I can separate my, my worth from what I see online or like the life I want to curate for myself that I see on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when my twins were little, I thought I'm going to do all these Pinterest activities with them and they never worked out like ever. And I kept trying and trying and trying. And I'm like, I must be a bad mom because this activity only lasted like 2.3 minutes. And apparently she got to take 25 pictures of her kids doing this. And, you know, they must have taken at least an hour of their very, very long morning to do this activity. Yes. Yes. It lasted 2.3 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it was the roughest 2.3 minutes of my life. Seriously. Yes. And I, I had to call them back to do it like 17 times. Like, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> we are going to enjoy this moment and we're going to remember it forever. And all of those Pinterest activities, like PS, are in my basement in like a stack. I don't think I've ever, I don't know, we did a lot of the handprints, spider handprints and ghost footprints and, you know, mistletoe footprints and all that. And I have, I, they, they have just, They've never made their appearance back out. You know, like nobody remembers. It didn't bring anything positive. (laughs) Yes. But on the other side, if they're your mom where you get a lot of joy out of that, because my daughter went to her, um, a friend's house for babysitting one or two days a week last year when I was homeschooling. And my friend was so good at those activities. And like it brought my daughter loved it. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you do sensory bins. Like, I'm yeah. so glad you do baking. Like, she loves that. And you're good at it. And that's awesome. Yes. I 100% agree with that. And I think it's easier, like, when you see that in real life, if you can try to take what you're seeing on social media and put it in the perspective of that real life like oh them posting this is just as if I was sending my kid to a friend's house and they were doing this activity which would I would they would come back and I'd be like that's amazing that you did that how much fun did you have you know instead of when we see it on social media we're like well, why they got to be showing off like that why they got to be li- like why they yeah. got to do that you uh, know what I mean she's always what like showing of- off like the fun stuff she does and I'm just not a fun mom you know <laughs> yes yeah. but you put it in that context that you know that if you're as if your kid was coming home and had experienced that and how excited you would be is probably a better mindset to have. Yeah. Looking at yeah the I online think, world. Yeah, exactly. I think our baseline emotions like jealousy and envy and thinking like we're not doing enough, that's like the default. It's like what yeah. we automatically default to. And it takes energy to think, oh, they're just being them and I have to be me. And if that annoys me, I don't have to look at that. So even if it's like, you know, whoever it may be on social media, if it annoys you, 
you don't have to look at it. It's okay. Right. In 30 days, they'll come back on your feed after you snooze them and you won't be so annoyed. Yes. And you can like tolerate that better. And I think it's, it can be a way even to, if you use it as a mindfulness thing where you're like, okay, that's bringing out envy. That's bringing out pet and bringing out annoyance. It's not, that's not a reflection on what they're doing. That's something that's stirring up something inside of me. What's that bringing out in me? And mm-hmm. so then maybe that's something also that you, we can work on in ourselves and we can set boundaries for ourselves when it comes to social media. I think boundaries and social media is probably, you know, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I, I don't have boundaries. <laughs> that's why it's like, I'm either going to be on social media and be on social media or, <laughs> or not, <laughs> or not. That's, there's no middle ground for me. But if you can set boundaries where you're like, I'm spending an hour a day, I'm going to look at these pages, I'm going to catch up on these things. I'm going to, you know, then I think it can be used in a really positive way and bring out good things for people for sure. Yeah, I think so. it's, it's very, it's really personal. And you just have to figure out what's going to work for you. And I do think it takes a lot of mindfulness and also like thinking about your thinking, because that can just ruin your whole day. If you think that, scrolling through your feet leaves you feeling like I'm a crap mom. I don't ever do enough. And then I have to like hurry up and take the cute pics. So I have something to share and I can get likes and feel validation. Mm-hmm. Because that shouldn't, that's an icky motivation, not because you're a bad person for wanting validation, but because you are already worthy. Exactly. And you already are a mom who's trying her best And you don't have to have the hearts to tell you that you're worthy and that you're a good mom. Exactly. For sure. Preach. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that kind of comes to our number four question. So that's what I would tell another woman who is just feeling this pressure of like FOMO or wanting to do all the things. So what would be your takeaway advice for a, a woman, a new mom who's coming to you and saying like, I love Facebook or I love Instagram, but. Yeah, I think that I would tell that mom and I'm trying to think of what I would have wanted someone probably to tell me as we are. We didn't, we had to navigate this for ourselves and learn it ourselves. You know, new moms coming into it are going to have some, maybe (laughs) can get those ground rules and stuff, but I think, um, boundaries with it, making sure that you are, um, establishing a time and a routine with social media. And for, if you love social media, if you love Facebook and Instagram, but you're like, there's just something about it. That's making me feel mm, taking a step back from it, realizing one, if you get off of it. Like, even if you just took like a week's break or a day break or whatever, you're not going to miss anything for sure. Like nobody's going to post anything earth shattering. You're not going to have been contacted that you won the lottery or like anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're fine. You can come back. You'll pick up where you left off. So you can take that break without having this fear that something great is happening that you just don't know about. And I think um, that moms should also know that when they see other people posting things for their lives that are right for them. They just have to remember to come back to themselves and ask themselves, is this serving me? You know, is, is my, what I'm feeling right now serving me the jealousy or the inadequacies that I'm feeling, is it serving me? And why, what about this 
what I'm seeing on social media is making me feel this way. So if it's because you think you should do something, well, why do you think you should do something instead of just doing what's right for you? Do you know, like, I guess I'm trying to say that you should just be able to um, do the things like you want to feed, if you wanted your newborn experience to be that you fed your baby, that you took naps when they took naps, that you go for walks 30 minutes a day, that they sit in their little swing and swing while you watch TV or read or cook dinner. If that's your routine and you're fine with it, you were good with it. You knew that's how it was going to be. You're good with it. That's what you had planned. And then you get online and you see somebody else did something else, like took their kid to a zoo or something. And then you're like, oh no. Like when you get that moment, you should stop yourself and say that that is not what I wanted. <laughs> so yes. I don't need to feel inadequate that I didn't do it. Staying in your world and looking at it as a way to keep communicate with people and like celebrate them, but still living in the real world and in your own life. I think anytime you get too caught up in something, when you start feeling like you're inadequate, you probably could stop yourself and say, how long have I been on this app and how much have I been looking at and how much time have I spent in the present moment versus in this virtual realm? So, so yeah, I don't know. I think limiting time and boundaries on social media probably is a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I'm so glad we got to talk about this today. I just love to hear your thoughts (laughs) and kind of think about my own experiences too. And realize because I get into like just endless scrolling and I like my brain is like stop and I'm like but scroll 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 but you can't yeah and I'm like stop just do something else and turn it off so but it's hard it really is hard so if you're struggling with social media you're not alone no and you can figure this out for yourself and what looks right for you whether it's taking a sabbatical whether it's limiting whether it's just being mindful of your thoughts it's all good. So it's yes. a tool to use and whether or not, yeah, you get to, you get to decide how you use it as a mom. Yes, for sure. So to end our time, I have these 10 rapid fire questions that I've been asking everybody and they're just for fun. So okay. are you ready? Which Disney princess would you like to take out for coffee? Jasmine. Oh, I love Jasmine. She's fun. I do too. She's always been my face. <laughs> what's one thing you must have on your nightstand water same you get thirsty you don't want to get up in the night you gotta have no water. it's a nightmare yeah <laughs> number three what's your go-to treat after the kids go to bed ice cream me too we've been getting what? like brownie and cookie dough ice cream from aldi and it is the best so if you have an aldi look for me like too called like brookie dough or something. So look, it's really, really okay. That's the best of both worlds right there. Yeah. All right. Number four, heels or flats? Flats. I'm a flats lover too. (laughs) Last, last show you binged and loved. The good place. I love the good place. It's so funny and quirky. Yes. It's everything. And like deep, but like hilarious I just love everything about it there's yeah, nothing wrong with so it so well written I love that too that's what it is yeah yeah they're right if you run out of this besides milk you have to go to the store bread bread you gotta have bread yeah that's um, 
sandwiches, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes you laugh? Uh, my husband. My husband makes me laugh too. I really, I'm like, you just make me laugh every day. I think he like, he really loves making me laugh too. I think that yeah. brings me a lot of joy, but he's the one who really, really makes me laugh. Seriously, you get through a lot of stuff by laughing. That's for sure. For real, especially when you have five kids and you're like yeah. losing your evid love and mind. Uh-huh. And make mm-hmm. me laugh. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> texting or talking? Oh, texting. I like texting too. I think text, I think talking can be faster, but I don't know. There's just something I'm just drawn to texting. I think, cause I'm a writer. I think I just like to write things out. Maybe that's what it is, but I will tell you, have you heard of Marco Polo app? Yes, I have. I don't have it, but I've heard of it. Okay. It's like the two worlds combined. It's like, you're, you're t- it's like texting. You don't have to talk to anyone in real time, but you get faster. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to my social media break. <laughs> That's good. I love that. I'm, I'll be interested to hear how it goes for you. Yes, thank you. All right, finish this sentence. Motherhood is hard. Amen. Motherhood yes. is hard. I don't think there's a dang thing that's easy about it, honestly. That's a yeah. uh, go on about that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. So Sarah is taking a social media sabbatical, but you can follow her on TikTok. So at the Rebel Housewife blog, if you're into TikTok. So I love that you kept your TikTok. And fun. yeah. <laughs> and her ebook, Do Less, Live More, is available to download on her website, www.rebelhousewifeblog.com. And she also has a book proposal in progress. So. That's very exciting. <laughs> now that I'm not going to be scrolling all this time, I might be able to actually work on it. You know? Yeah, that's so. good. You'll have, you'll have a lot of time to work on that. Well, Sarah, yeah. thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed our conversation today, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. Same, same. Thank you so much for having me. Hey there. Yay, it's working. It is, but my daughter always does this to me where she makes it say her name. Of course, because it's hers, mom. Of course. <laughs> Especially, I don't even know if I know how to change it. And um, I probably started with MySpace, you know, and I don't remember really feeling, honestly, any pressure from like that kind of platform. That was like a fun platform. Sorry, my dog forgot to put her away no worries I'm gonna I have to edit this out but I need to text my husband really quick because <laughs> he's going to the grocery store <laughs>